This week in Missouri Politics, midweek update from our streaming studios here in downtown Jeff City. I've been telling you, we've been sprucing the place up. It's been it's been a little bit of a chore. You've probably seen a little audio issues, little video issues, but I think we're kind of, you're getting the feel of where we're going with this. And next week, we have one more piece to put in. It's not even electronic. It's just like a TV stand. Next week, I'm going to take you inside behind that camera, what we've been doing in that other room. You're going to love it. But this week, we are joined here by the councilman from the city of Jefferson. I would say the man that started the revolution in many ways, Derek Spicer. Welcome to this week in Missouri Politics Midweek Update. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So the folks that don't know, uh, Derek Spicer, uh, this is how I come to know Derek Spicer, right? So I had met you a few different times. However, you had a friend in David Gregory and you had a friend in Erica Leonard. And so Erica Leonard was running for school board. We should put one of her signs up. There. I think I've still well, got me one. Me too, yeah. Yeah. So I got to know you. And then I watched you as a businessman go on the city council. And you were sort of like, what? And a friend of yours and an ally, Scott Spencer, and you went on. And it was like, you know, I thought, well, okay, they're going to listen. Now, these guys, Scott has a background in government. You got a background in business. You're well-spoken. You won by competitive races by a good chunk. Nothing. Nothing. So uh, you might, if you watch this show, or if you're within about 100 yards of me anywhere, have heard me bitch and whine about the meter mates. Um, and I'll be honest with you, but, but there are some real reasons. I mean, I am not a sympathetic figure nor do I ask for any. However, you know, you and I have sat in restaurants and I'll bring it up to people that are, but when I, you know, when you complain about something, everybody comes and tells you about it. So I complained. So I would get a lot of people coming to me saying, this is what they did, this is what they did. Well, it's, it's not like a lot of the people that testified at that hearing yesterday was, was sympathetic figures, but you've actually met the folks who are making an hourly wage and tips that that does cut into their time. That doesn't, that's an hour of their life. Because they're trying to just get to work, right? Then they get harassed with the ridiculous policies. You tried to change it. Tell me what the thought was like when you got elected by the people. And you said, hey, maybe we should revisit these guys. What was their reaction when you got there? Well, you know, our biggest thing is when me and Councilman Spencer got elected, you know, that was our biggest deal is changing some things in the city. Well, you know, we're only two votes. So... It was really tough, you know, we're gun ho to get stuff done in the city of Jefferson and treating people with respect and treating people that Common come in sense. here. This is kind of, I mean, you know, this is what we need for our city. And they hadn't been getting that for a long time. And, you know, two years went on and on. And it's like, man, we're working our tails off to get stuff done. And where are we going with it? You remind me of a guy that's his picture is right there named Mark Richardson. He was in the House minority. He was a Republican. And he could you affected some things. I you know, you knew how to work. He knew how to work the majority. But at the end of the day, it took Rod Jetton come in with the majority and he got to do things. It feels like you have the majority. Uh let's just zip board. So there was a bill, SB 369. Well, it's it's really it's the Holy Smoot Tariff Act of parking legislation. Uh, written by the Thomas Jefferson of parking legislators, Justin Brown. It basically said, okay, I, as you know, I'm a local control guy. I actually believe that you can make a lot better choice on things that affect people that live here than, than the state capital, even though it's in your town. Now, if it was your Chillicothe or Tarkio or Pemscott County, even more, right? But still. So he said, all right, you can still do this, but you have to have a cop do it. 
not just some fundraiser meter maid. And I'll tell you, I thought that was a great idea because it gives you local control. If it's worth it, if it's really a problem, not a fundraising mechanism, but if it's actually a problem, then the government should address the problem. It's a totally, I, I, you, you know me. I'm a radical about very few things except the designated hitter. I think that's evil. You've got to do a few tickets down here. You've got to move cars around. If, not, not just people that want to come see, to my office, right? you got to move traffic a little bit. That, that's just the bottom line thing. But you don't have to use it as a fundraising mechanism. No. And, I, and I think I'll just ask. I'll just put you on the spot. I believe that this turned into a fundraising mechanism for a department in the city that serving the public and moving traffic around was a very distant second priority in how much revenue they could bring in. And, and I totally agree with that. And that's that's what I see that that has turned into that. I mean, we're not welcoming people to Jefferson City. We're so eager to give them a ticket or do whatever. I mean, we have to, as a city and as as being the capital city, we have to welcome people to Jeff City. And what a wonderful right. city it is. My God, if you when does Thursday Night Live start? There is so many great things about the city. There would be people that would try to say, oh, you're anti-Jeff City. No, I am I am the most pro-Jeff City. I am so Jeff City, I'm almost anti-Columbia. I, I would rather be here any day of the week. To get me to cross that river, it takes it takes either Moon Choy or, damn, I don't even know. I just don't cross that river, right? I love Jeff City. It is a wonderful town with history. And the downtown is, you come down here and just meet folks. They're so nice. And, and, and you know, the city deserves credit for the wonderful job they've done downtown. I just think, boy, if you could just not put a, a handful of dog crap in people's pockets while they left, they'd be, they would get the passion you have. And I, so let me just, so we testified, there was 14 people that testified about how ridiculous this situation is. Just beyond sense. One person testified for the scam, and that was the Missouri Municipal League. Now, I know Carson Ross. He's a hell of a good dude. Mayor of Blue Springs. He's on the board. I'm going to call Carson and be like, look, I I understand testifying, but but in reality, boy, um, could the municipality have looked any dumber yesterday than being like, no, we're pro-scam. We want you to rip off everyone. Because a lot of people that come here are their own municipal league members. City councilmen come here to talk to the city government. And, and they're the ones that get scammed like the rest of us. So I, I got an idea. I want to float this to you. I heard this testimony. You saw that committee. I think they would vote twice to move this out of to the floor. I, I have spoken in the last since this hearing was just yesterday afternoon. The president of the Senate and the Speaker of the House have called me, or I ran into the Speaker. And they both said, Hey, get it out of committee. We'll put it on everything. My gut tells me uh, a guy that I, I knew him, you, you ever meet a guy 20 times, but you don't really know him until you have a mutual buddy. Like, I had met Ron Fitzwater in my lifetime a hundred times, but I didn't really know him until I met him. I got to know him through, I met him through probably Mark Richardson, a hundred people, but I got to know him through you. What a common sense guy. He's just a cool engine. You know, he's uh, he's one of them guys, he's, he's very sharp. Yeah. He's very sharp and he's passionate about the city. Says what he means, means what he says. And he's passionate about the city and he's not just a cheerleader for the city, he's He's a leader, and this is what we need in the in the city moving forward. I think you're going to see less selfies and more shovels breaking ground on projects. But but so Ron Fitzwater took over as mayor. Let me just ask you this: I actually think there's a large 
ability, you were in that room to to pass this as a bill, as a as a state law that says within a mile of the Capitol, you have to have a cop ride the tickets. Uh, while that is very logical to me, hypothetically, let's say this doesn't happen. With you there, with you having reinforcements now, you're like the floor leader of the people with sense. Um, with Ron Fitzwater as mayor, do you believe this problem gets addressed without any state action? Absolutely. I think it gets addressed. I think I so, think, too. I think I do too. that it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen, but like I said, everything is a process. Well, sure. And you need to have a process, and, right? You don't need to go yeah. from this system to some harebrained thing. You, you have to take a little time. I've told people, don't expect Ron to walk in there, although the city manager the first day he leaves. So I mean, but I've tried to say, hey, guys, guys, you've got to give people time. You don't want one harebrained scheme to be re replaced by some harebrained thing you throw up on the fly. You do want to, you got to think some stuff through. There, There is moving parts here, but I think downtown could use a parking garage. But I don't think anybody trusted those clowns previously to be over it. Yeah. I mean, you'd have what kind of fool would you have to be to let those people pitch a tent? Let's let's build a parking garage. I think I think moving forward, and this is why I really stuck around for another two years because I feel like I didn't get things done yeah, that we wanted you knew, to get yeah. done. So you tell me this: Does it should the state? You got a lot of friends in state government. You you have this guy's more friends in state government than a lot of, a lot of House members even. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's it's can you walk up to the to some of your friends in the state legislature and say, hey, we want to build a parking garage. Obviously, your constituents are going to come up here and use it to see the Capitol. What, can you look them in the eye and say, I'd like for you to help put money in for that parking garage? I feel like I can do that. I think you can now. A month ago, I, I think. Have done that yeah, I, I think you wouldn't even feel comfortable asking. I wouldn't even ask. I think that if this problem's handled next year, you will not only this is my this is my stunning of knowledge prediction next year. This problem will not go away. If you just park downtown all day, you're going to get tickets, as you should. You should, yeah. But this problem is going to be handled. This is going to be actually a problem-solving administration, not a fundraising administration. And I will predict to you, I just, my white trash sign of knowledge, prediction of the day, is that the state will be an active participant in that parking garage. And it will be a relationship where it's not just you, the city, leeching off people. I think it'll be productive. You know, at the end of the day, Scott, we're all in this together we're, whether we like it or not whether we like it or not we're in it together you know but we have to make it easier we have to for everyone not just people that are living here not even for the people that are coming out of you know there's several people that get tickets that live here that run into places that have businesses here you know we have to support them kind of people we want them people in yeah. our city and what a great host to the state capital jefferson city is it is a tremendous host of the state capitol. It's so odd that this one thing, and I, I've seen it. Look, you've been around governments for a long time. I've been around for a long time. I've watched this before. You get a, a city. You've got so many great things to point to. We did this. We did this. We did this. We're proud of it. We did We were awesome. And you have this one thing, and somebody says, hey, you're doing a great job, but what's this? And they bow up, and they triple down, and they double down. And I think that's what happened. You have You have a really positive, great city. And I think folks that didn't want to get picked this one thing and they bowled up and said, you can't criticize us. We've done all these, which they do. Many great things. Let, let's tie a ribbon on this, though. Uh, I want to thank, obviously, Mark Woolbright. The IFF was in last week. Friends of yours. They gave me this terrific boot, Stein. Fireman's boot. I mean, I could not be more proud. I want to thank Mark Woolbright, my buddy. 
Uh, I call it St. Louis. He, I'm sure, and his home is not actually in. It's in St. Charles somewhere. St. Charles County is like a big maze of cul-de-sacs. I don't know where one town starts, other town stops. But Mark, what I think of Mark, I think of Pattonville. Mark Wilbert is the consummate firefighter. He's that dude that runs into the burning place when I'm running out. Uh, I want to thank you. This means a lot to me. I am very grateful. Um, so thank you, Mark, for the sign of knowledge. I think my, we'll call this the Mark Wilbright sign of knowledge prediction, <clears throat> that there will be a parking garage built. There will be the ticking set, uh, situation ease. And the state will be not only complainers, they'll be grateful and they'll be a part of that. That's just my prediction. Now let's talk about politics while we got you here. Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the budget. So you are very active with the courtyard by Marriott, our title sponsor. Here we got look at our new little sponsor board up there. How you like that? Um, you you've got to meet Lincoln Huff. I'll just tell you the situation as I see it. Cody Smith is the House Budget Chair. This is his fifth year. Smart guy, good guy. If he walked in and was doing business with you, you'd be like, oh, good, common sense guy, professional, polite, you know, good dude. Cody's a conservative, right? And then I've been mean, there all conservative. I mean, I don't even know what that means anymore. Hell, now to be conservative, you have to want to cut off kids' penises at a charter school. So it, it, that that word has been just stretched around and and bent halfway to hell and back. So, but Cody Smith is by every means a conservative. However, it seems like Lincoln Huff comes out of that budget thing on top every year. One year they want to do Medicaid after the public voted for it in the court. You know, it just one thing after the other. One year was the, the GM plant, and and they had messed up something. We're gonna let some Mexican kids go to school. This year it was a thing called DEI. You're a businessman, right? You're also a white heterosexual Christian male. So according to the media, you and me are the problem, and mostly Kelton. Kelton's mm -hmm. also the problem. Um, but while we're sitting here talking hogs, dogs, and logs, I've always thought that DEI stuff it basically diversity, equity, inclusion. I don't mind a little of that. So let's be honest. The three of us have had a little bit fair shake in life than some folks. Just to be honest. But they always take it too far. And the problem here is I think that legislature would do something to course correct DEI a little bit, right? However, uh, you don't do that in the budget. You know what I mean? It's like the budget is like the serious thing. You don't do the stunts. So Representative Ritchie had an amendment that he's on the budget committee. And I think this is the criticism of him. Not that he doesn't believe in this, not that he's not. I mean, he, he wants this happen. <clears throat> the criticism that's the fairest one I've heard is this. Representative Ritchie sits on the budget committee. He could have done this at any point in the budget committee. Instead, he did it on the floor the day they're putting it out. It, it did not look great, right? Uh, it was not a, it was not a, uh, probably how you should, it's not, legislating is probably not how you should do it in the budget. So it looks like Lincoln Hub will win again. Uh, but what that means is the libraries. Look, you're a common sense guy. Do you believe there's a bunch of porn at the Jeff City Library? I don't either. I'm not saying that maybe you could. When I was in school, the National Geographics would have a few pictures of boobs from tribes that they didn't wear bras or shirts. That's about the porn I've ever seen in a library. Uh, so we put that money back in. That's kind of the stunt stuff that, I mean, I you know, it always makes me nervous when they start banning books because sooner or later they're going to ban The White Rat by Whitey Herzog, one of the only books I've ever actually read. Um, then he put in the I-70 thing. Now, you're a Jeff City guy. We're half an hour from I-70. But what an important thing. They're going to, if, if Lincoln's plan is taken up, 
they'll actually three lane I-70 all the way across. Is there anything better this state could do? It would. It's almost like as common sense as Jeff City building a convention center. It's like Jeff City have a convention. You're like, what in the hell not? Uh, I-70. If you get on that thing from Columbia to Kansas City to Blue Springs, it's it's you can't you can drive the speed limit can be 70, but you can drive 55 because it's so thick, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that if I had to guess the budget that they're finishing up today. Yeah, I, I don't think it's Cody's fault except for this. He should have told him no. He should have said, look, you know, we've worked on this budget. And the House budget, if you want to learn state government, be on House budget. You, Dave Gregory was on it, remember? And he was at a yeah. of meetings, and we were like, well, come have dinner. And he's like, oh, I can't. He knows state government now. You learn every little line item in detail. It's the best way to ever learn state government is the House budget committee. Um, I just think, you know, when you do that DEI thing, you just serve it up to the other side so easily to just win every point. And uh, I think that the that Senate would do DEI. They would do a bill on it. They would do a bill, right? Not a last-minute amendment that just – and I think if you're going to fault Cody Smith, it's not incompetence. It's that he probably should have told the guy no and said, you know what? You file that bill next year. I'll co-sponsor it. We'll start from the beginning. We'll work this in. Cody Smith is a great implementer. He could have implemented that plan. But – uh, he, he, and here's the thing when you're the chair, you catch all the blame and all the credit. In this case, it's going to be the blame. And I really hope for him that he comes back next year and just says, Look, this is my last budget. I'm going to say what goes. And I think if you left it more to his discretion than other people's, it, it is not going to be the boat race we're going to see in two weeks when they do the conference committee. Because I mean, I, I just don't know how you win now, right? You, you tied your own hands and you don't, Lincoln. Maybe not the most charitable person if he doesn't have to be about. So if I, I'll give you my side knowledge prediction. Like I've told, I mean, the sad part is you could have predicted this in January. This out would end. Now, who would have known it would have been this? Because the rest of the house budget's got a lot of really good ideas that, that I think the Senate's going to take. But you know, it, it was like inventing a new way to fail, right? I mean, your boy just rough. Let's talk a little politics of a guy you know, Mike Keogh. So where are you at in that governor's race? I like I like Mike. Mike is a hard worker. Mm-hmm. He's a hard worker. He's out everywhere. He, I mean, he uh, he's at a lot of events and he's always busy, you know. And but one thing I will say about him, you reach out to him, he always gets right back to you. Isn't that crazy? You know, it's crazy. Have you ever been in the truck with him and saw his phone go off? Just zoom, 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 zoom. And the guy somehow calls people back. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Well, you know, he's. He's, uh, you know, that's what you have to be to be a leader. When I describe Mike yeah. Keogh to people, I'm like, if you're in a crowded room and the place caught on fire and Mike Keogh started up, started telling people what to do, they would all just follow him because he's just the bull of the woods. He's a leader. Now, Jay Ashcroft, great guy. Great guy. Uh, I actually went to school with Jay. So. There you go. Yeah, local guy. Uh, more local people know. Um, it's interesting. I, I think... The, his campaign is not, I mean, he, he, I think when you're the front runner, like he is, you start that campaign later because you can, I mean, his name, he starts with a name ID. He's won us two statewide races. Um, I think he had the ability to start later because he, because of those advantages. Mm-hmm. I do think though, Bill Igle has been hitting him. the best can't. It, it's interesting. Like if you have, if you have not endorsed Mike Kehoe or you're not a member of an association that has, you live a pretty sheltered life. I mean, every, 
everybody that's worked with these guys, they're they're endorsing Kehoe. And, and I don't know, like, if it's a comparison to Jay Ashcroft, it's not necessarily a knock on him. It's just that Mike served in the state Senate and helped so many people. It was a big part of so many things. I just think it was a natural progression that groups wanted to wanted to be there with the guy that, that had proven himself to be effective for him. So, I mean, the IFF, I mean, they endorsed him right away, the firefighters. Like the hell, I think it was a year ago they did it. <clears throat> but uh, Jay it, it got in, I think he was our guest. Was it last week, Kelton? Jay was on talking about the campaign. Uh, you know, Jay can run a, a front runner race, he doesn't have to attack anybody, right? Because he's up. The one thing I'll say about it, uh, I thought the video was very well produced. He put out a video. It almost feels a little forced. Like, I don't think Jay Ashcroft believes the Republicans have failed in Jeff City. I don't think he thinks that Tim Jones is the shits or his dad was the shits or that Matt Blunt sucks or that Roy Blunt sucks or that Dean Plogger's a failure. I I, I don't, I, I think Jay Ashcroft's an intelligent guy. He doesn't really believe that. And like Eric Greitens could tell you stuff he didn't believe because he was probably a little nuts, right? And he was so good at just repeating stuff, just horseshit that he didn't even come close to believing. Jay Hescroft is not a psycho, you know? And, and, and to get up and say things, every politician says some things they don't maybe mean as much as, it's like the inflection in their voices, we have to do this. In reality, they're like, we could do this or we should do this. The, the inflection is the one thing, and I think Jay probably thinks there's a couple issues that the, the legislature could have addressed, but I don't think Jay Ashcroft believes that everybody sucks. And I don't think he is, frankly, as good a liar to just come off and convince folks of that. You know what I'm saying? I do not believe he thinks that the Republican Party that's held the majority for 20 plus years now is totally the shits. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that is factual, and I also don't think he buys that. Eric Greitens didn't buy it either. But he was just a damn liar. He was good at it, right? I mean, you know, buy used car from Eric Greitens, you get what you, you know, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to me to see. Jay can run a front-runner campaign. I get it. You're supposed to be, if you're a Republican, now you're supposed to be angry about something, right? Uh, I I just don't know that that's the best campaign. Jay Ashcroft, when you, you want to, I've interviewed him many times. I've talked to him many times. You want to see that guy light up? Let him tell you about actually helping somebody in the state of Missouri. Let him tell you about going to all 114 counties. Let him tell you about how much he loves this state. Let him tell you stories that you don't know about Missouri history. That is when that guy lights up, and that is when you almost see the high beams come out, right? And when his wife is around, she'll be a very good asset. If if, if, if Katie Ashcroft campaigns, she will do very, very well for him. I think she also brings out that passion. Jay Ashcroft is a passionate guy. I, I'm not sure he actually thinks that Ron Richards sucks. You know what I mean? And I... I get the kind of gripe and light campaign and, and, you know, I'm sure it pull tests. Well, I, I'm, I don't know that he really thinks that. And I think you could run ads saying that, but when you actually say it, looking at the camera, a little tougher, right? There's the authenticity there that, because the other part is that like he talks about school choice or something, you see the passion. Then you talk about how oh, Republicans have failed you. I don't know that it's not there as much. But, you know, I mean, Mike Hill's going to it looks like he's going to run a campaign of of trying to bring folks together, an old school campaign that, I, you know, you can't make up a 30 point gap without hitting a guy. But the, the packs and stuff now, uh, I, I guess that's what they'll do. Um, give me a prediction. End of the day. Let's say they both have $10 million. Who wins? And don't count out Eichel. Well, but you, you know the other two better. So give me the prediction. 
Not who you're voting I mean, for. Give me who wins. Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, if we're going off of hard work, if we're going we're off not. of, if we were, that's yep. what I'm saying. If yep. we were going off of hard work, you know, and that, you know, with politics, you know, as well as I do, name recognition is huge. But Mike's been around, too, for for a while in the Ooh. Senate. You know, I just think that, you know, it's going to be, if I had to, if I had to say, and they always tell people, tell me that, you know, St. Louis, there's more Republican voters in St. Louis more people. than there is anywhere else. Actually, going top, off of what people say or whatever. The number one congressional district for primary voters is now Southeast Missouri. Southeast the, Missouri. The eighth district, which runs all the way to Springfield now almost. But St. Louis has parts of three congressional districts in it so if i had to say and don't hold me to this no. but it's it's not you know like i said I, I i think mike wins the race well i'll give you my thought i thought this race is jay ashcroft's lose. i still think that um i think that that bill idol has done such a great job attacking jay ashcroft and jay ashcroft has not responded yet but he's really not been officially running I think Bill Eagles laid out the template for how you would beat Jay Ashcroft. Now, we have not seen Jay Ashcroft respond and attack back, so it's a little unfair. Uh, but I, I think that that's the template that you could see going forward. Um, and I think the hits will – I think if Kehoe – and I, I mean, Eagle, if he ever got Ashcroft beat down, would turn on Kehoe, right? So – I just think in a three-way, I'm less confident. Jay Ashcroft is the favorite, as, as you're always going to. Eric Greitens was winning that race until a month out, and then he barely came in third. So um, I think he's going to be the favorite for a long time. I think he's less of a favorite now than he was three months ago. And I think how he begins to respond to idle attacks will kind of chart the course. Because, I mean, you got you do have to punch back, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. My friend Christy from Westphalia gave me this. So I am very fortunate, and I want to thank you. I'm going to start sharing these on the show. People don't just give me steins. I'm a lucky, lucky German. People send me these buttons and campaign memorabilia. Now, I asked for, like, Crystal's thing here, but these uh, these bumper stickers, uh lady sent me this from Platte County. This is a cool one. Look, at this is Mel Carnan. He's state treasure. Now, Mel Carnan is buried about... Oh, as the crow flies, 10, 12 miles from where I grew up in West Butler County. He's buried over in East Carter County. He's a he's a hill hill boy. This is Mel Carnan button for treasure. This would have been like 84, 88 That's back old. in the day. I promise you, Christy, if you'll come to my office, I put I've actually UFCW and, and Dave Cook gave me these wonderful yellow scarves. And I think I may put it in here just so people can see what we have. But I'll uh, I, I'm it's gonna be, I promise you, Christy, this will hang up in here. I will keep this. Whenever you come to Jeff City, come by 225 Mass. I'll share what it is. I love this. This is so great. I'm going to, we'll put a picture of this so you can see it up close. Kelton, can you get today? Yeah. We'll put a picture of this up and we'll, uh, we'll uh, want to thank you. I'm not going to, I care about Lizzie's last names because folks are a little nuts on the internet. And I catch it both ways. Like, I'm never, like, the liberals will lump me in because I'm, I talk slower overalls, which I wore my overalls to testify yesterday, by the way. Um, I was going to call my testifying overalls. But the Republicans, the right wingers are the ones that are really getting nuts because I don't do all their shit. And if you don't do all the crazy, you're not good enough, right? Which so I'm not good enough. I've heard that from since high school. Uh, 
But anyhow, uh, this is Mel Carnahan for Treasure Button. I'm very grateful. I think I will we'll just put it right there so that we can just hang these buttons up. I've got a lot of them, uh, and you've been people are very gracious. And I just want you to know these do not get thrown away. I appreciate them, and I try to write folks that send me one and thank them. But you will get to see all of those displayed maybe maybe by the next show, uh, depending on uh, my carpentry skills or if I can talk Kelton into doing it. Uh, last thing. Oh, Keyhole gets Axiom. We're talking about how you attack. Axiom Strategies is the best attack firm. Um, if you're gonna, if you need the narrow gap, Axiom is the one to do it. Let's talk about uh, the Attorney General's race. We have Andrew Bailey and Sharf. Look, I mean, bottom line, uh, Andrew Bailey. I don't know that you have a better resume out there to run for Attorney General. He has no record. <clears throat> the guy he worked for is one of the most beloved guys in the state, Mike Parson. Um, he worked at, I think maybe uh, Coster was AG when he did a little time in the office. Uh, but, you know, in NRA, Farm Bureau endorsed Coster. Then you, he was a, war, a legitimate war hero. And you could tell, here's the a, here's a catch. I've, done, I've interviewed a lot of folks. If the guy doesn't talk about it a lot himself, probably saw some stuff. If the guy screams about it nonstop, he was probably back at the base, like, welcoming the guys back. Um, rule of thumb, not all the time, but generally Bailey's a legit, like documented war hero. He doesn't talk about it, but I can't imagine that folks aren't from the PAC side going to talk about that. Um, Missouri guy raised a good chunk of Missouri money in his report. Uh, Sharf, um, Bailey's a Montgomery County guy. Sharf moved here. He chose to be in Missouri. He's got a very good line about that. I believe Bull Sharf does live here because he wants to. Uh, Jarve comes from a lot of money. When I say a lot of money, I mean like, you know, like you, like, you know, Humphreys, Singfield, Herzog is kind of the people where you see in politics that play at a high, high level. Um, his money is way bigger than that. Like legit East Coast money. Um, resume, he was, I will tell you this, Will Sharp was the best staffer I've ever seen when he worked for Catherine Hanway. Will Sharp was so good. I mean, and he's a good guy. Will Sharp's a brilliant and a good dude. Then he worked for Greitens. I always felt like, just candidly, it didn't bring out the best in him. You know, you were, you've all, we've all had a boss, and some bosses bring out a little better in us than others. And, you know, uh, but he was very smart in that office. Nobody that worked with him didn't think he was really bright. And, uh, you know, he's uh, committed to being a conservative, but, but I'm not, again, like an East Coast type conservative, like a suburban one. He's got a lot of stuff to complain about, like most suburban people do. Uh, those cul-de-sacs drive them nuts. I guess you're just keeping that circle and you don't ever really need some fresh air, right? Yeah. Need, a, need some distance between mailboxes. Um, but uh, he, he worked for uh, Trump's Justice Department and he worked for Biden's. So that, you know, I'm sure there'll be like people should probably attack um, Andrew for working for Coster. Well, the Biden attack will probably be better, right? Because more people are familiar with it and what have you. Now, neither job was partisan. It wasn't like they're on their staff or anything. They're just doing their doing a job of prosecuting people on both ends, but still. But um, you know, Bailey will have a lot of them as their endorsements. Um, Bailey may kick Kim Gardner out. If he does that, they're huge around this state a lot. I do think that's one thing a Republican voter will think that's a that's a big accomplishment. I think right. I mean, I think that's the feather in a cap, right? Yeah. I would say in September that happens. Um Sharp's going to have tons of money. He's already got like a million bucks. That's a drop in the bucket. Will Sharp, Will Sharp will be trying to find things to spend money on next July. 
You know what I mean? That's how much money he will have. Uh, but there is a diminishing return on something, right? You can spend so much money and then it's not that it's not good. It's just there is a diminishing return on that, that spending. Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, th this race is going to be decided. I don't think there's any question Sharp has the money. I believe with the folks that with Tilly, Ketchmark, you know, the guys that are the Bertram, your legit top level fundraisers and, and from Missouri involved, I think you're going to see Bailey have plenty of money, not as much, but plenty. Uh, knuckle up fight, who wins? Which is, which is, is, you know, being in politics, you yep. know, like myself, you know, you can have as much money, but money don't vote. People do. And, you know, money you helps can, those people that do vote kind of make their mind up, though. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't, you know, completely. I'm just saying, I mean, it's not a, you know, if one person wins. So, for instance, somebody in the city council just had $8,000. And the person that ran that had $1,000. And the race wasn't even close. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is the person with $1,000 blew out the person with eight thousand dollars we're talking so, about spencer yeah councilman spencer had a thousand i wrote a check to a guy that nobody everybody told me he was going to lose except for you. Or he had two thousand i'm sorry Aylers, you told that i was people told me he's gonna like, you know what I, all right i'm for him he had your endorsement and the old boy beating the incumbent all right yeah. i gotta talk about one thing before we go, go ahead. i say this every week i'm gonna tell you it again i'm doubling up the challenge here's the deal uh, I believe through the strength of this show, and listen, um, the Courtyard by Marriott is the top hotel. This guy will tell you, but I'm going to tell you so he don't have to. If you want to stay, if you want to meet everybody in politics, if you go post up, if you stay at the Courtyard two nights, come next week and stay Wednesday, Thursday, or no, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you just sit in that, that lobby and have you a drink and eat supper, you will see everybody in this state in politics coming to an event, coming to the hotel, dropping somebody off, picking someone up. You'll see the full gamut of those. You can go to the Rotunda the the counter at grand or the lobby of the courtyard by marriott i've even told people a pro tip is if you can't get in and try to get in if you can't get in just slide over and have dinner and just tell people you're staying there because look you don't want to say to jb hotel people are going to ask you where you're staying and if you're like balding or something like that you're, you're going to look like you're jv frankly it's just it's not you want to be look stature matters in this town if you want to suck there's the Hampton Inn. There's other places to stay. But don't tell people that. Keep on the download. It's like, you know, if you, you know, if, if you, you, you have a crappy truck and then you go into important sales calls, so you rent a car, don't tell them it's rented. Don't tell people you're staying at the Holiday Inn. Just, just keep that between us. Here's the deal. I'm doubling up my challenge because Derek, I don't know if you know on the show here every week, I have a challenge for folks. And here's the deal. The challenge has been if you get online, and I always tell people to go to the Courtyard website because you have that cool phone thing where you don't have to go even check in, which is great. I always wondered, and you're in this business sometimes, how can it take so long to check into a hotel? I hate lines. I hate them. I hate them. And I'm impatient. Courtyard, phone, click, boom. Yeah. It's a wonderful innovation. So I've always told you, 20 bucks. You go, look it up online. Look at all your websites. Go anywhere you want. If the difference with the Courtyard by Marriott is 20 difference more, because it is better. And sometimes better costs more. Duh. Don't, don't be a House Republican about stuff. Um, so $20 difference. If it's not $20 better, you come to me right here. I will give you this 20 bucks out of my wallet for you. However, if you go and it is worth the 20 bucks to stay there, which it will be, 
You buy me a Bud Light, you see me thank me. Uh, I didn't get a beer this week because I've been busy and people have been so thrilled about all the work we've done to liberate High Street from the meter maid scam. Except the municipal league, I guess, did not appreciate our work there pro scam. You got to tell you, you got to do something about that. I mean, that I like Mr. Sheets. He's a, he's earned the respect of folks. But what the hell? Read the room. Holy God. I mean, it, it's just like one of those things where how much shit do you want to give a good dude who made a shit choice? Jesus. Well, I just want to add something now that you went back to that. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually, we were over uh, at the hearing yesterday and. Uh, Councilman Spencer was with me and he did a great actually, job. He did a great job. Actually, he's uh, he's head of public works now. Mm -hmm. He's the chair now. We just uh, voted him in on Monday. Uh, and he 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 does a great job and did a great job testifying yesterday. You and, should send him back when you do the parking garage. Absolutely. He had so much credibility in that room walking in there testifying, laying it out. And here's the thing I loved about him. This is just like, this is Scott Spencer. No frills, no bullshit. He just said, listen, this is a problem. I acknowledge it. We acknowledge it. We're sorry it's been a it's been an issue. We want to work with you. We're going to fix this. He did not say some over-the-top thing in tickets. He just said, we're going to fix it. And you know what? If you get a ticket, that happens. I've paid hundreds of them here. I think I have the most ticketed parking space in North America right out in front of this place. Um, he just laid it out so well. I just think he just he gained so much credibility with how he handled himself. Oh, absolutely. He's uh he's very you know what's great about Scott is he was a firefighter for 25 mm -hmm. years, a fire captain. So he's been in the city at Jefferson. He's worked for the city, so he knows the hogus crap that goes on and stuff. And he brings it to, he brings it to him, and you know, he's passionate, just like the rest of us, passionate about the city. I yep. mean, we want the best moving forward. We want people to say when they leave here, man, they got their shit together here. I'm gonna come back in in the summer just with my kids for the day to have fun and see things. You know, and you walk out and this is, on with twenty tickets, you're not gonna come back this summer. No, no. I and, mean, and, and you know, we want we want people to want to come back i mean come on we got the state capital here i mean yeah, the, prison, the, the, the prison the prison the fourth of july thing I oh mean, my god there's just so much more that we can talk about once we get this convention it's a center, great town i mean it's so great we have so many conventions that we can't have here because we don't have the facilities to have here we need a convention center it's time we need it's time for that and you know well, just, hold on i got you like let me finish my pitch here well, I would think, I mean, I, I became a court by Mary. It's kind of weird how many things I've got into because of you. Now, they've all worked for the most part. <laughs> all right, but here's, now, here's the deal. If it's not 20 bucks better, you come to me, I'll give you 20 bucks. If it is, you see me, you buy me a Bud Light. Look, you don't have to thank me. You don't have to tell me that I'm probably the best travel agent in Jeff City. You don't have to tell me that I changed your entire trip and took you from a D list to the A list with my advice. A simple Bud Light setup. This is the 12th Bud Light I've got this session. From folks thanking me for hooking them up with it, but I'm doubling down because of uh, Mark Randolph's wise marketing dollars investment here on this week's Mr. Fox Movie Update. You can't get into the place, you can't. So of course, supply and demand business went up. I am now saying you're going to have to get on it. You're going to have to check the website multiple times a day because every so often somebody will drop the reservation. 
I don't know why, but if you let's say you're, you have a, your dog dies or something, your horse dies, so it's no longer twenty bucks. I'm upping the ante. If you somehow stay at the courtyard for the first time, and it's fifty dollars difference, you come, and I'll give you fifty bucks. If it's not worth it, it'll be worth it. But if it's not, I'll be fifty dollars. And when you thank me, you don't have to buy me Bud Light anymore. Yeah, you do actually. You do. Just do the right thing. Honor system, the right thing. So it's not just 20 bucks. It's 50 bucks now for the, for the last four weeks of session. Check the website. Refresh it. Call up there. Get on the wait list. You want to be at the courtyard. You don't want to suck. Trust me. You don't want to be JV. You don't want to be like, I'll say the capital plus. You don't want that. That's not. That's a bad look, dude. If you're coming up here wanting the legislator to do something, and he's like, oh, where are you staying at? I'm glad you came up. And you say Capitol Plaza, he's like texting the secretary to get this person out of here. You want to you drop the equipment grandstand? It makes you look like a pro. And I'm telling you, if it's not worth it, you come 225 Madison right here, not 20. This is how confident, how white trash hillbilly confident I am in this. 50 bucks for you. What do you think? I think that's awesome. I think my 50 safe. I think you're safe. I think so, too. I think you're safe. Councilman Spicer, the man that started it all. I'm going to call you the Sam Adams of Jeff City. You're the man that rang the bell that maybe this wonderful town could do a couple things better. I salute you from my free beer I got from uh, the Court of my Marriott promotion and my style of knowledge from the firefighters and Tim Wolbright and Governor Carnahan State Treasurer Pen I got from Christy Westphalia. Thank you so much for joining us and salute to you. And what a guy in Scott Spencer walking in that room. And I tell you, leave with this. Give folks a 10-second plug. You know him better than most people. You've worked with him. Tell folks who the new mayor of Jeff City, tell folks about him. While I put the Stein of Knowledge in a very honored position where it will stay, right here on my shelf, go ahead. The new mayor, uh, Ron Fitzwater, he's, uh, he's, he's passionate about the city of Jefferson. He wants to see this town grow. He wants, wants to do right thing. He wants to do the right thing. I just think it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I mean, I I'm so looking forward to working with him. I mean, you know, these next, well, my next two years, but his next four years, I mean, it's actually the city really got an icon. They really got an icon. And I just think moving forward, it's going to be, you're going to see some, definitely some changes. And even on the council itself, I mean, mm -hmm. we actually got some new faces on the council. Yeah, Schwartz is going to be Mark great. Mark Schwartz is going to be great. I cannot you know? wait. Schwartz is going to be when, great. If he gets and, fired up one night for the meeting, I hope he'll text me because I want to go watch you. I mean, you don't want Schwartz yeah. on you, dude. It just Schwartz would be the wrong enemy to make. If you work for the city, yeah. and I know a lot of you watch this because you you message me, um, don't get on Schwartz's bad side. Cold, cold plays on his bad side. Yeah, buddy. And Jeff Eilers, you know, Jeff Eilers yeah. is going to do a great job. Bruns I mean, told me he's a great guy. He is. So a great I got guy. his letter, fundraising letter, and it had Bruns on the bottom. I'm like, well, if it's got Bruns on it, I mean, that's cool. Um, and like I said, the ones that went off, uh, we appreciate their service. You know, we're just we're moving forward. Yeah, we're I'm looking saying. we're looking forward to 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 moving moving this city forward. Well, uh, I know there's been a lot of people doing a lot of work. I came to this cause mostly through my friendship with you. I'm grateful for it. Thank you for making the time, buddy. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll see you Sunday. Maggie Nuremberg, running for State Senate, will be our guest from our beautiful studios in Morrinsburg.